Hello. Hello. How are we doing? Good, tonight? my friend. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm just getting ready to step outside. Fantastic. Uh, pardon me. So have you done like a pre-warning about there being swearing tonight or? <laughs> I have not. I uh, did. I was trying to outside um, do my whole intro before we got started and it didn't work. It all crapped out on me. Um, so we're going to do that right now, I guess. That'll work. Um, I might cut out. But I might be able to edit. Hang on a second. Let me find out. Let's see if I'm still going to be in range for a second here. Oh. Are you still there? Oh. We're going to have to figure out some sort of call recorder. Yeah, yeah, still here. We have to figure some out. Uh, hang on just a second. I might lose you. You still there? I am still here. That's great. <laughs> you cut out on me there for a sec, but you're back now. Oh, yeah. There we go. All right, I'm officially back. All right, you good? Good. All right. Can you hear me good? We'll make I can hear you pretty good so far, yeah. Yes, beautiful. Perfect. Happy Tuesday. It's July 31st, 2018 in America. Talking at you as always from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where I honestly believe there is not find a jury of my peers that will find me criminally responsible for what I do to the next person who stops me to tell me it's hot outside. That, uh, I'll tell you later. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to uh, Tuesday, <laughs> the last day of the month, the beginning of a new week. And yes, it's hot as balls. Um, we actually set a record in British Columbia this month for the most places in the province to hit 40 degrees Celsius in one day. Oh, congratulations. Uh, for my American Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, remember when when uh, Al Gore made that movie and everyone made fun of him for being wrong? <laughs> you guys all owe him a big apology. <laughs> and that's after, that's after that other big apology you still owe him. Um, he was supposed to be the president, you idiots. Uh, for, for my American friends, by the way, that's about 105 degrees in your crazy speak. Um, but anyway you do that conversion, it's uh, too damn hot. Uh, like, we're melting. It's like, uh, what, 15 plus degrees, almost 20 degrees higher than normal? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and it's starting to affect people in a big, big way. And now, the, first of all, is it just me or is it the same people who are bitching that it was cold two months ago that are bitching that it's hot now? Oh, you can't just bitch all the time about the weather. Dude, you got to come to Ontario. That's what it's like every day. Oh, it's too hot. And it's, oh, it's too it's cold. Ah, oh, it's raining too much. It's not raining enough. Ah. Oh. And it is really beginning to affect people. I saw a guy last night as I was on my way home. He dropped, his cigarettes fell out of his pocket, 
And a very nice gentleman behind him picked him up, went and tapped the guy on the shoulder, and the dude just turned and swung. Guy trying to do his good deed for the day, and he just takes one in the noodle. It was hilarious. Oh, that is spectacular. No apology, no no remorse for what he did. That's just how people react in this weather. Wow. Just slugs him for giving him a smokestack. That guy wins my uh, asshole for the hashtag easiest thing in the world competition for this week. I'm calling him out. I know him as L.A., which is his street name. Um, oh, God. And, you know, what if there was no lady standing behind him? You know, he just turned and swung. He didn't even think twice. Uh, you win, L.A. Wow. You win my asshole of the week. Unlike uh, our friend, um, I believe it was... Pete McKenna? No, sorry, Paul McKenna. Paul McKenna. Paul McKenna, who wins the, the award for the week for being fantastic. Paul, I hope you and your wife decided to listen and welcome to the show, and thanks for being you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the heat's really getting everybody. Well, get everybody calm down. Stop taking everything so seriously. It's not that bad. Uh, it's, it's just heat. Get <laughs> yourself down. And have a cool drink and quit whining. Because in a couple of months, it's going to be cold again. You're going to be bitching about that. Save it for that. Exactly. Enjoy the heat while you have it. Um, that's coming from a ginger, by the way. I hate the heat. <laughs> exactly. Really quickly, have to mention my friend Clay and his YouTube site. Uh, his YouTube channel, Claymore Games. Uh, if you're looking for interactive gameplay, game reviews, uh, live streaming videos, this guy's fun, he's funny, he's informative. It's just YouTube slash Claymore Games. Uh, specializes in PS4, but uh, more than happy to review or discuss any games you want. That's uh, Claymore Games. Uh, cool. YouTube slash Claymore Games. Uh, very cool guy. Um, nice. Just a quick little plug for him. I was hoping to have a song prepared for the episode, uh, but I didn't get around to it. I might be able to play a segment of it. It's a really great song. You're going to love it. It's called Isn't She Lovely? And I did forget to mention off the top of the show, now that I'm done with my weather thing, uh, before we get into it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, due to current uh, weather conditions and circumstances on this uh, final day of the month of July, we have decided that this, unfortunately, is going to be a R-rated episode of Is It Just Me? I um, I will try to limit the language as much as I can, but I promised Gordon once a month, and he requested this be his once a month. And I can't say no. It's contractual. I have to. So um, <laughs> if you are going to be offended, I'll tell you what. If it's really going to upset you that we're going to swear, you can send me an email to it's not just me six at gmail.com and I will do an edited version and put it on whatever platform you listen to us on. Uh, so send me that email. It's not just me six and ask me for an edited episode and I will do that for you. Uh, everybody else, you're getting some swearing tonight. Good evening, Gord. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fucking great, man. How you doing? I'm okay. <laughs> I'm. It's been an interesting day. I can't yeah. Oh. Just interesting. Not exciting, not bad, not good, just interesting. Just, uh, very, I, I said this the other night that it uh, seems like there's a calm before a storm. It, it genuinely feels like there's a storm of ruin. Um, 
people are tense, but not crazy. It's like there's just this tension building, like something really bad is coming. I hope I'm wrong, but my intuition is usually pretty good about these things, so that sucks. I also <laughs> have a job interview at 4 a.m. Oh, who the hell does an interview at 4 a.m.? I don't know if I should name them on the podcast, but they're a large, they're a large uh, parcel shipping company. Um, and their name rhymes with Dreadmax. <laughs> and they're not pure. Oh, Campar. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, they're not Campar or, or UPS. They're another one. They're in that Tom Hanks movie with a plane crash. Uh, he worked for that one. <laughs> that one. Did a movie about that, didn't they? They did. They did. And yeah, I'm, I applied for a graveyard shift, at which I, you know, silly me, I didn't think my name is Ted. I didn't think it would be a graveyard interview, but that's what they do. So, uh, yeah. interesting. Okay. Um, I hope you get it, I guess. Well, thank you. It's a part time job, uh, it's only 20 hours a week maximum. Uh, you, you, there's a, okay, so it's not then. You, you start at 2 a.m. and you finish when you're done. You know, it could be 3 a.m., it could be 7 a.m., you don't know. And when you're done sorting the packages, you go home. Oh, okay. So, basically, the gist of it is, in my current housing situation, they want to see forward progress, which means they want me to have a job by the end of the week. Take whatever they throw at me just to keep my home. So, well, that's definitely a good plan to have. I have some other interviews. I'm not worried. Um, so how did you want to do this? Did you want me to? I know you've got, you're itching to get to something. Did you want to do that right away? Or do you want me to go through what I've got for us tonight first? Um, we can start with what, what you got first. Mine's, um, uh, did you read my Facebook post, I by the way? I believe I did. No, I'm sorry. I did a large rant the other day about this very thing, and my rant isn't necessarily just about. Oh, I may have. I may have. Read. I know. Okay. I'm just. Okay. So, so here's the backstory. Um, so I work at a grocery store, and uh, I, I work at the produce department, as discussed before, and. Um, we have this big sale on, on Ontario corn. It is a ridiculous sale. Let me interrupt you for one second, Gord. Uh, yes, I did this sure. post. I'm sorry, I forgot. I wanted to say my mother really enjoyed uh, learning about melons the other night. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> uh, the, sound quality the sound quality wasn't good for her, but uh, she enjoyed the, uh, the education. So thank you for your, for your melon-cation. <laughs> no problem. Glad, um, glad uh, other people got to enjoy it. That was fun. I apologize for the interruption. Carry on, mom. I'm sorry for the language you're about to hear. <laughs> yeah, problem. Sorry, mom. Um, so basically, what had happened was, was I said we're having this giant sale of corn, uh, Ontario corn, and it is a ridiculous sale. It is twelve cobs of corn for a dollar eighty-eight. That's pretty ridiculous. That was a very great sale. Um, so with, when you have a sale like this, people tend to lose their fucking minds completely. 
it got so bad. Like, I mean, now, first of all, when I'm replacing these bags of corn to bring them out to replace it to people who grab, because they will hustle here on the spot, and they make a goddamn mess all over the place. That I can handle. Not a big deal. People are pigs. So what? I can deal with it. You're working at a grocery store. People leave their crap all over the place. This in particular is really troublesome because I'm replacing these bags usually around every, like on busy days, I'm replacing them every half an hour. Three bags, 60 pounds a piece. I got to lug it from the back, throw it on a cart, bring it out, and then lift it up, throw it on the table, cut it open, lift them up a third time, and then dump all the corn out and then quickly organize it and then do that three times over. Sure. Well, actually, not just stand like right beside you, but the second you're, you get the... Like, so what happens is I'll, I'll, I'll clean the area up first. I'll get rid of all the, the, other, the garbage stock and all that stuff. I'll throw it in the basket when people but these idiots will actually stand in your way as you're trying to lift it and the second like I said I got three bags and I will tell the people I have three bags I will get these bags out once I get the third bag open then you guys can jump in and grab all the corn you want and they will step back for like a second the second I get the first bag down and I tear and I get my knife and I tear it open these idiots are reaching their fucking hands in and trying to pull the corn out of the bag. I have an open knife in my hand. And they're reaching in trying to grab these bags. And these You're you're cutting up, you're cutting in and out. Are you moving one way or another? No, I'm standing one spot for the most oh, part. Strange. You're coming in and out a little bit. Anyway, I'm sorry, continue. These people oh my god, this is nerve wracking. It reminds me of a couple of years ago when we ran out of ice salt here in Vancouver because the city didn't order any because it never snows here. And then we got a dreadful amount of snow and the city put out two big piles of road salt and just a sign, please take one bucket only. Yeah, and people, people were up trucks. And fish fighting over the, you know, people turn into animals when something is cheap or free. Uh, we will eat our young to get to it. It's insane. I'm seeing these are the thing is, is these are not like just young people. For the most part, it's not young people at all. Mainly, it's all old yes. people. And should it, is it fair to say a good portion of them were of uh, Asian descent? No, it is a fair statement to say that all of them are white. Wow. The high grossing number of them are white. I am quite surprised. Huh. Interesting. In one round, in one round, when I'm throwing the bags of cork, I got my elbow cut by somebody's nail reaching in to, to grab a piece. A woman grabbed my ass. But not only this, which is insane on its own accord, but these people are pushing me out of the way. And I still have two more bags. I've only put one bag up. I got two more bags. They're yelling at me because there's no corn out. And I'm still trying to replace all the corn, and they're getting in the fucking way trying to me to do it. Yeah. And the other thing, this is what's really pissing me off the most. They're going through each and every cob. They're ripping each one open. And if there's the slightest imperfection on the cob, they're throwing it off to the side or chucking in the yes, garbage. Yes, of course. They're looking for perfection when you're getting a dozen for a buck 88. So this is why my... Uh, my... Although extreme success is very short-lived in retail, 
because when you tell me to hurry up, I slow down about three gears every time you tell me to hurry up. Yeah, which I mean, to an extent, I can understand that because I can be the, I can be that everybody can be that way. But like today, as a perfect example, there is a lady comes up to me. She says, "Excuse me, is there any more corn in the back?" As we're almost out, I look over. Sure enough, there's like literally like maybe like eight cobs of corn left. I'm like, "Yep." So I clean everything up. I come out with the three. There's six people standing around waiting. Every one of them, there's this one lady standing directly in front of where I got to put the corn. And she knows where I'm putting it because it's the only spot where I can come. And she stands there right in front. And I just look at her and I go, I have to get this spot. She takes a half a step to the right. Nowhere near enough room for me to do what I have to do. And I look at her and I said, okay, everybody, I need everybody to take, and I'm staring directly at her. And I said, I need everybody to take two steps back. I'm going to have a knife in my hand. I need you to get away from me because I cannot be held responsible if I've got my knife open and you reach in and you cut yourself open on my knife. Hey, ladies. Uh, I need no, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in in a minute. So I say this, and this fucking bitch doesn't even move. She stands in her spot and just stares at me. That's, so I, that's my way of her. I throw the bag on the cart or on the fucking table. I cut it open. I start dumping it. And remember, I've already told them. Wait until I get the third bag on before you reach in because I'm, I'm constantly moving around in here and I got an open knife. This stupid bitch, before I've even gotten the bag fully ripped open, is already reaching and pulling knives out or pulling cloves of corn out. My knife is in my hand with the blade out. And she's already reaching in. And I'm just, I can't believe the the stupidity of these people. And you would have been, and this, is this is the equivalent of West Vancouver. Yeah. I can't imagine seeing West Vanners act like this because they're too pretentious and arrogant to get that close to another individual. No, but the standing there and the moving half step. Hey, hey, middle-aged ladies, here's the thing. We know what you're doing. You're not being clever when you pull that shit. Okay? And every middle-aged woman does this kind of shit. We get, it's the equivalent of holding the when little kids hold their fingers in each other's faces and go, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. It's it's the same, it's the same goddamn thing. And you all do it and stop it. You're not being clever, you're not winning anything by being bitches. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to say. Uh, you all do it and it's stupid and childish. And quit being stupid children, just because women use this excuse, I swear to God, because of the heightened testosterone that comes along with menopausal changes. They equate themselves to teenage boys, and they use that as an excuse. It's their heightened testosterone puts them on a level playing field with with teenage boys, so they can be bitches. Uh, they, they, that's a legitimate. Ex- no, it's not an excuse. You're a grown ass woman. Stop. You've raised children. You've been in life. You know better. You don't act like this in public. You wouldn't do this if this was your own child. Was going this, you would not put your hand that close to a knife in front of your child doing all this. You wouldn't do it. Don't do it to a stranger. It's just <sighs> So here's where the really thing that pisses me off happened. So this has gone on for days, and it's just every day. Like, again, I actually have been enjoying my job. As it stands right now, I absolutely fucking hate my job. I went into work today, so I had three days off. I went into my job so fucking angry. Because I knew I had to do a corn for another, another two days. I want to just point out real quick before you get to your last point. People, 
when you're dealing with a customer service representative, I don't care where it is or what store you're in, this is their life. This is their, you know, you can ruin someone's life by the way you treat them in their position. How do you yes. think of it? What if someone came to your work? You know, I'm not going to use the stupid cliches or, you know, jokes or whatever. Seriously, if I come to your office and treat you like shit for two hours, are you going to want to go to work after that? Of course not. Think about that. This is people's lives you're fucking with. Yes. That is the biggest stupid statement I've ever heard in my life. The customer is always right. No, 95% of the time you're fucking wrong. And you're a fucking child for thinking so. Oh, it's infuriating. I, I, I put my post on Facebook. And I mean, I do rants like every once in a while on Facebook. And a lot of the time, there's a lot of comedic value to what I'm saying. And I make a lot of big funny jokes. This particular there's nothing funny about it. I was angry. I stated it in the thing about how this is my own mental health, about how it's actually pressing me. I, I love people. I love being out in public. I love doing customer service. This is making me request the entire future of my life. You know what I would do, Gord, if I were in your position right now? First of all, I would go directly to uh, your equivalent of what we call WorkSafe BC. I'm sure it's still the WCD or something in Ontario. Um, and, and file for, uh, for you know, a workplace bullying claim. And uh, make it public. Make it as public as you can. Shame the public for what they've done to you. That's not a bad idea. And I might even consider it, considering what it's done to me mentally. Because I am blown away. I mean, I've been doing retail now for my sixth year or so of doing retail. And up until this point, for the most part, aside from the occasional shitty person, I love what I've done. I love the people I've dealt with. It's never put me in a seriously I'm bad not mood. I'm shy about our personal relationship. I'm more than happy to uh, tell the listeners that we're friends, have been friends for a lot of years now, and I know that to be true of Gord. He's not saying that for your sake. That's, um, he's a, a fantastic in retail, and you can tell he genuinely enjoys it. So I just want to throw that. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I put my I put my rant on Facebook, and I'm literally finished off like just if you know, just talked. You know, I even said. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Let them know that when they walk into or any sort of a retail store, especially in a grocery store when you're going and you're dealing with food and everything else, don't fucking talk down to us. Don't treat us like you know this job better than we do. We do this for a living. We get paid to do this. You fucking walk in and buy shit. That's as far as your knowledge goes. You don't know how the setup goes. You don't know how product works. You don't know how everything works as a day-to-day sale. To see that you know my job better than I do, because you don't, I do this job circles around your fucking ass every week. And if I can get names in workplaces, I will. I have nothing better to do. I will come to your workplace and do it to you. No matter where you work, I will come and be the expert at your job until you look like an idiot in front of your friends, coworkers, and whoever else I can embarrass you in front of. I promise you that. I am very skilled at doing that for the record. So they might not want to fuck with me on this on this one. So I put my post on Facebook. And again, I was very angry. I woke up this morning. And I felt kind of good. At least I got it off my chest. I'm looking forward to getting some support from my friends on Facebook. 
I woke up this morning and it's literally 70% of the people were cracking fucking jokes. Yeah. About my The 30% that didn't are only the people that who actually work in retail. So when I'm actually looking at these replies, I'm thinking, okay, works retail, works retail, works retail, works retail. All the rest of them don't. All the rest of them work in some sort of an office job. Which goes to show one very specific point. If you don't work in retail, if you've never worked in retail, when somebody in retail complains about their job, shut your fucking head. What it did. You don't have any right to crack a fucking joke because it proves that you're part of the fucking problem. Servers, people in the food service industry have the exact same right to complain about the way they're treated. Um, they might get it. But it but they get tips too, and uh, you're not even allowed to take them in most retail jobs. No, no, that's very true. I actually, but it's just I, I was so disappointed. I, I understand. I fully, I feel your pain. I do. I've been in it. I, I worked in retail. I couldn't believe my own friend. Well, you see, that's the 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 eternal curse of being the funny guy. Uh, you can't ever be serious. People won't allow you to be serious. I've been the funny guy since kindergarten. I, I know. Um, and every year after year after year, I've been the funny guy. And when you say something serious, people think you're being funny. Um, you never get a chance to be the serious guy. And it sucks. It's what drives the Robin Williams of the world to uh, try so hard to cut their wrists when they can't, they hang themselves. Um, it's, it literally will make you insane. It happens to the funniest and best people in the world because no one will take them seriously when they want when they need it. Especially your friends, which sucks. Um, but it, it's kind of a self-created monster, too. Uh, and it's, it's, you're always walking a fine line between, uh, because if you try to be serious, then you lose your prestigious funny guy position. Uh, you can't be bold. And it sucks. It's a weird situation that most people don't understand. Most people don't understand that most funny guys are at heart pretty fucking miserable. Uh, that's what makes them funny. Uh, yeah, exactly. They're able to look at life from a very skewed point of view, which makes us have a skewed way of seeing things, which makes it humorous I did to other people. Comedy for four years seriously uh, took a stab at it for four consecutive years, doing three, four show shows a night, and uh, everybody I met, I met people of all calibers, uh, uh, you know, from from Dane Cook to uh, Mike McDonald, um, you name them. I met them or did shows with them, and uh, probably seventy percent of them are completely miserable bastards. <laughs> just the biggest yeah. pricks you've ever met but the funniest people on the planet and I got it because I'm one of them um, but if you don't get it um, don't make jokes at these people's expenses these are the ones who are walking into work every day with a shotgun and a mood ring kids uh, you know, that's the funny thing I've worked a lot of jobs in my life and the funniest thing about that statement is that it totally 80% of the jobs I've worked at, I can't tell you how many times I've had other staff that have come up to me after working with me for a while that have actually said, I gotta make sure you stay on your good side. Why? Well, because you're that guy that's gonna come in with a gun one day. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
the thing is, normally, well, I should say, every other circumstance in my life is management that has pushed me to that point. Like, policies that shouldn't exist, but they drop your ass for stuff that shouldn't be dropped down on, things like that. And it's always eaten away at me. But I've always persevered and I've gone through it. I've never felt so, I don't even know what the word is, despondent. I don't even know. Yeah. I, not only that the people, grown adults, act like this, but knowing that my own friends, the people that I grew up with, they don't even get it. Yeah. And, I just, and it, 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 it pushed me for a fucking whirlwind of anger. And I, all day today, I'm in this pissy mood. And every, all the staff are coming up to me, man, are you all right? No. I'm not all right. I'm pissed. I fucking hate my job right now. And the worst thing is, I love my boss. My boss is a friend. He's actually a friend of mine. And I love the job. Like the job. I, I got that. It's just if I can uh, relate a little bit. I My, my chosen line of work, uh, everyone, it's no secret. I haven't been back to work since uh, April. I love that line of work. I, I have a massive sense of pride going to that line of work. And the people I worked with for the last two years ruin that for me to the point where I don't want to go back to that line of work. Um, I've had job offers and I can't accept them. I've seriously considered them. Like I, they ruined it for me. They ruined my, something I love, something I felt good every day going to. I felt proud at the end of the day leaving and saying, Hey, look, I built that. I did that. This is, this building is standing because of me. I, I took an immense amount of pride in that. And these people broke me down to the point where I don't want to do it anymore. It's the shittiest feeling to hate something you love that much. It's yeah, absolutely. I don't even. Yeah, like I just, I'm. I hear about it all the time. Like I've heard people in retail say it, and I always thought it's it's not gonna happen to me because I'm too good at having people see my perspective so that they don't fuck with me in a bad way. Yeah. Fucking grocery stores. Savages. They have no moral ethic whatsoever. They have there's no standing for them to sit back and say what I'm doing is wrong. I have only had in the week that I've been dealing with a bullshit corn issue, I've had two customers. And I can't tell you how many I've been dealing with because I it's just too high of a number in the hundreds. Two people. Step back, like today, particularly when I had this fucking woman standing in front of me the whole time, getting in my fucking way. There was three people standing around me, and all three were just standing there looking at me, just started shaking their heads. But as, as they're standing there shaking their heads at this one lady, they're all still reaching around me and grabbing yeah, you know themselves. Say, honestly, I've, I've crossed a threshold in the last several years where I've had to start. Uh, hanging out with adults and stop hanging out with young people. I've, I've crossed that threshold now where I'm the creepy guy at the party if I'm with the young people. So I started uh, really trying to surround myself with adults. And I have learned very quickly that there is no one more immature in our society than grown-ass comfortable adults. We all turn into the children we never got to be for some reason. And it's disgusting. It's stupid behavior. It, it, it makes no sense. It's so counterintuitive. But the most immature people I've ever spent time with in my life are uh, 35 years old and older. Um, 
It's like it's like it made it, so now I get to be a cunt. No, I'm sorry, that's not how life works, or it shouldn't be. See, it's funny that you mention that because the night of my birthday, I worked until really late, and uh, I got two friends of mine, uh, Rob, and Matt, very good, good friends of mine. Um, we all kind of shared the birthday together. I'm on July 20th. My one buddy's on the 19th. The other guy's on the 21st. We used to celebrate do three-day benders and get together and party all three days together. It was always a lot of fun. So they're probably me to at the bar together. Come on out for one drink. So even though I was working until you know, 11 o'clock at night and I had to be back at work for 7.30 in the morning the next morning, I went out and I met them for one beer. I was actually bothered by what I saw at the bar that night. Because what I saw at that bar was a whole bar full of people my age, drunk as shit, living like they're fucking teenagers, because none of them want to grow the fuck up. And that's coming out of my mouth. I'm the most fucking mature person that you're ever going to meet. And yet, I'm seeing a fucking problem with this. And I just, I'm like, you, my generation, I've, I've bitched about my generation in the past on this show. My generation is the flat-out downfall of society. We should have, somebody should have dropped the fucking ball on us in the 90s and just left it at that, or at least in the 2000s, just left it at that. We are just the scourge of the earth. We've ruined everything. The only problem I have with it is it's not our fault. It's never our fault. We've never done anything wrong ever. Our parents fucked us. Our teachers fucked us. The school system fucked us. The government is nothing's ever There is no accountability in our generation, and it, it, there hasn't been since, I, I think, I, I honestly remember it since Cobain died. Uh, and back then, we blamed Prozac, and we blamed uh, um, uh, ADD, and I, you know, nothing is ever just us being fucking idiots, and we are. We absolutely are. I've always, I've, for the most part, I mean, yeah, you go through the faces when you're a fucking sure. teenager. But I'm a grown-ass adult. I mean, you screw up, you own up to it, you admit it, you fix the problem, you try to solve the problem. Nobody on the end of Gen X. And this ties me right into, I know this goes a little bit off the beaten path here, but this ties right into the school system. Um, And it gets worse as they get younger, because nowadays you are not taught that sometimes things suck. You're taught that everything is good all the time. You don't keep score. You don't, uh, you're not judged. Everyone makes the team. They don't even keep letter grades anymore. You, everybody's a winner. Well, no, sometimes life sucks. Well, people are growing up and they have no experience with not getting picked for the team. They have no experience with rejection. So they're all running around like self-entitled fucking pricks. And they, the first time they lose a job, they're a whole... Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, what happened just uh, completely lost our signal. That's part of the fun of uh, doing, trying to do a cross-country uh, show is they don't always work. Um, <laughs> and frustrating, but it happens to the best of the best, so I can't really be too upset. It's unfortunate, but that's the way the world works. Um, so I did cut to a break. I made a point that uh, I don't know how much you heard, Gord, but... Um, I heard none. It cut out in the middle of my rant. Oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to go over mine. You can go back and listen to it. Uh, anyway, I do want to uh, say on behalf of myself and people that care, I'm very sorry for the position you're in, and I hope we can find a way to uh, get you back to being fun-loving retail uh, behemoth that we all know you are. 
Well, I sure hope so. It's a, the, the the crappy thing is that now I have to like when I go into work, I actually have to like really dig deep to try to find that inner happiness to try to find that one good person that's going to help me get through the rest of my day. And luckily there are some good people out there that are really nice and you know, everything else, but God, I'll be fucking happy when this corn sale is over. That ties right into uh, what I've been talking about uh, for most of July. And uh, now we will be talking about it into August. And that is of course the hashtag easiest thing in the world. And this is a prime example, ladies and gentlemen, of uh, what's going on in our society that, frankly, just upsets me to the point where I do the damn thing every night. And I'm going to give out prizes to people. Uh, and this is legitimate. I, it is, there are prizes to be won. And all you have to do is go about your daily business as you normally would. But in order to win a prize, you have to be nice to everybody all day. And trust me, in this weather, in these conditions, when there's corn on sale, there's always something that makes it difficult. But at the end of the day, it's the easiest thing in the world. Just be nice. That's all you have to do. And it really is, we're we're talking about how people are acting like children. Well, guess what? I will explain it to you like your fucking children. All right? (laughs) It's the goddamn golden rule. You remember the golden rule you learned in Sunday school? It's that fucking easy. How do you want to be treated every day? How do you want people to treat you? That's all you have to think of. It takes a split second for the synapses in your brain to reconcile that and figure out that you don't want to be treated like shit, so stop treating everyone around you like shit. I don't give a fuck if you have an escalate. It's not difficult. Like, this is not a hard concept to figure out. That is why I call it the easiest thing in the world. It literally is, and it is contagious, and it is insane how quickly everyone around you changes if you just try being a little nice my life has improved exponentially in the last month of doing this as an experiment and it's not always uh really easy right off the uh, off the gate you know it's sometimes it's it's you gotta swallow your breath and count to three and whatever you have to do but you can change somebody's life uh, going one way or the other. Look at what you people have done to Gord's life by going the other direction. Uh, it's it's that easy to ruin a man forever. And Gord doesn't like being unhappy. Gord hates being angry. And I'm using Gord as a proverb here. He's the, the proverbial. You do it to everybody. You people, you know who you are, and you know how you act. I, I, I had a girlfriend uh, for many years who was a person like that, who went out of her way to destroy people for whatever reason, because she had a big nose and she hated her life. I don't know what it was, but it was like she went out of her way to make other people feel like shit all day, and she was very successful. And it's disgusting. It's stupid behavior, especially from adults. It's, 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 it's gross. It's, it's, just, it's just gross. It's like looking at a collapsed asshole. It's disgusting. We shouldn't have to. And that is why I'm genuine when I say this. I want the easiest thing in the world movement to be as big or bigger than the Me Too movement. I think it could be. And it's uh, not uh, gender specific. It's not race specific. It's not anything specific. It's just human beings being fucking decent to each other for a change. Why have we gone so far in the other direction? What made that acceptable? 
I don't know. Was it Tarantino movies? Was it uh, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker? I don't know. But these <laughs> out there in the world, you people are the reason Sasha Baron Cohen has a job, and I hate you for it. Um, <laughs> You know, it's funny. I never even thought about that, but it's true. That man should not be able to, that man's career should be literally just based on, oh my God, I just thought of the reason why it's like all this. What? Movie Jackass. It's a TV show, Jackass. I don't make these, I I, I don't just not think when I'm, I I put thought behind what I'm saying, (laughs) what I'm trying to say. I, uh, I'm not just ranting for the sake of being funny. There's some genuine thought in what I'm saying. And I, I want people to start grasping that. And someone said to me last night, what happens when you get what you want? And I said, Oh, what do I want? And they said, well, you want everybody to think like you. Hell no. No. I don't want anybody to think like me, God, although there would be, you know, the world would be full of fantastic music and Degrassi would have a 24-hour channel and that would be sick. <laughs> That'd be great. They'd have their own serious satellite channel. They'd be on cable. They'd be on network. They'd be on Netflix. I don't want you guys to think like me. That's the last thing I want. I want you guys to think for yourselves. Think about what I've said and apply it to your life and think for yourself. Don't let your politician think for you. Don't let the cast of the fucking Bachelor think for you or the bitches on The View or uh, Dr. Oz or any of these other fucking frauds. Uh, the, the, the fake vegans who don't give a shit about you, who all they want is uh, regular stuff. That blows my fucking mind. All you do is look for vegan alternatives to regular food. Just eat the fucking regular food and get over yourself. No, hang on a second. I got to use that for a second. Speaking of vegan, this is a point I wanted to bring up with my with my with my rant. I had a fucking hair bun wearing fucking vegan, and I know he's a vegan because he was standing in front of the vegan section looking for fucking vegan fucking burgers and shit. He was one of the fucking people that pushed me out of the fucking way to get to the court. I have never seen a person act like this for fucking meat. Hey, man, bun, we all know who you're, you're, you're the same prick that used to have a ponytail. I used to have my favorite saying, behind every ponytail is a horse's ass. Yeah, now it's a fucking man bun. Answer to the man bun because I said that too much, but you're still a fucking asshole. We know who you are, man bun. How do you look at yourself in the mirror every fucking morning and think, I am that dick? Like, <laughs> I mean, oh, drives me insane. I'm livid by, uh, I don't often get like this on this show, uh, but you forced me now to a point where I, I really, really allow myself to go this far uh, because I don't want to alienate people. There are good people, and good people, you know who you are. You don't have man buns. You don't right. wear Birkenstocks. <laughs> uh, you, you don't curse me out because I like me. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! I, 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 the, 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 the people, all you people who are running the fucking planet, I have to go off on you. Oh, did I? Did something happen there, Gord? No, I'm still here. I'm, I'm just enjoying what you're saying. In and out, in 
the, the guy I met this morning who proceeded to tell me all about Christ and how devoted he was to Christ and then told me about the past lives pavilion he visited and how he explained all his past lives to me and how he died when he was 28 and this one like that. And he, guess what? Asshole. You can't believe both. Read your fucking Bible, idiot. Um, you can't just walk around with these half-assed beliefs and think you're getting through life and you think you're fooling anyone. I think they're better than everybody. It's fucking annoying. These are the same people who uh, I, I said about next bottom, but I'm going to now because I love what he's done today. Uh, Mr. Trump who came out today and actually said collusion is not against the law. So go ahead. You'll never become acceptable when is it that when, when you can sit there you know I, I think it should be a fucking law I think there's two laws that need, need to be passed the first one is is everybody's first job must be in retail everybody needs to learn early just how shitty and tough it actually is to work a fucking retail job and when you have somebody who's actually good at it to make them want to second guess themselves and think maybe I'm good at sales and I'm good at people maybe I should sell fucking shitty life insurance and rip people off out of their money because at least then I'm getting paid. I shouldn't think like that. We might possibly not have a podcast tomorrow after I say this. Um, But I'm at a point now where I say, fuck legislating it. I'm done with legislating. Legislating doesn't help the problem. No. Why Americans have a second amendment in their constitution, which is the right to bear arms, so that the government could never get to the point that it's gotten to. It wasn't to take arms up against foreign invaders. The Second Amendment is so they could take arms up against the government if they ever get to the point that they're at now. Where are all these militia groups who were so scared about 20 years ago? Why are they not taking their country back? It's time. Through legislation, we've tried that. It hasn't worked. I have time. We all started putting in a little justice democratically the way it was intended. I would love to see it. Unfortunately, you know, do you want to know why it won't happen? This is why. I heard, I was listening to the radio coming home today, 
and uh, they were they had us all call us saying, "What's the most ridiculous excuse you've ever heard for somebody to get out of something?" And you know what one of the calls were? Person called in and said, "This is an absolutely true story." A girl called in to his work and said, I can't come into work today. They said, why can't you come in? She said, I had a leaf fall on my head and I'm traumatized. Sure. I'm traumatized because a leaf hit me in the head. A leaf. This is what we've turned into. Instead of... Oh, fuck, I could rant for hours on this fucking topic. Just to be clear, everybody, it was Mark Messier who fell on her head. That was the... Uh, <laughs> he is a big guy, I get it, but Jesus. <laughs> Fuck, uh, like, I just... When I heard that, I just... It was one of those things where, like, because, like, they're, they're putting in some funny things, like, uh, one, one, one girl called in who actually ended up winning the contest just because it was humorous. She actually had a guy, her, her boyfriend of a year and a half, break up with her. Because he felt bad because he got a number from a girl at a bar the night before. So he thought, well, I feel bad about this, so I'm going to break up with you because I shouldn't have picked up this other girl's number. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you don't end a relationship because you screwed up. I mean, that's that's her choice. I guess good of him for standing up to prove that he's a, dog, a piece of shit. I don't know. But... The fact that this other woman had actually called into work saying a leaf hit me and I am traumatized. To Gord's friend that he just talked about, shut the fuck up. We've all gotten a number and shut it in a thought about it. When I was married, I was adorable. I got numbers all the time. I didn't go home and tell my wife about them. I'm a Christian. I bought all that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, come on, what, what, what kind of a thinking is that? Really, I'm going to ruin my wife's life because I took a phone. No, you throw it out, you never think about it again. You get on with your life. Yeah. My, wife, my wife was dropped dead gorgeous. She had no business being with a guy like me. I uh, got numbers all the time, got hit on constantly. In front of guys, were hit on right in front of me because they knew they were better than me and she shouldn't have been with me. Uh, <laughs> Could you imagine if every woman ended every relationship because a guy hit on her? Yeah. Could you imagine? Nobody would ever there'd never be children again because their no relationship would ever fester. No, not at all. You know, it's just it's this whole every day at some point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. So much shit I could fucking tie in with this, but I'm not going to because it's it's too many things off topic. I just, I'm so sick and tired of people not taking responsibility for their own actions. People not understanding. And let me, I'm going to stay on this one for a minute, but that is what I want to get to. I am in the city of Vancouver. I believe the statistics the last time I checked, uh, women and men were about nine to one. There's nine women for every man in this city, and eight, at least eight of every nine of those women is million face hot. There is very few unattractive women in the, in the city of Vancouver, uh, and uh, if every one of them broke up with a boyfriend every time they got hit on, a lot of lonely dudes hanging out with me here at Waterfront Station tonight, I tell you. There definitely would be. It's very true. 
it's just, oh my God, I hate, I'm officially saying this. I've never said this before because I've never believed it, but I absolutely am starting to hate people. And this is all coming from corn. Corn, you motherfuckers, corn. This is all comes off of corn. How does a guy go from one extreme to the next because of a fucking vegetable? I, I don't want Jonathan Davis sending me poems over this. We're not talking about you. No, no. Corn, love the band. You guys are good. <laughs> I'm a fan of you guys. Not the uh, reverse R corn. <laughs> this could uh, lead to some very interesting cross promotion, and I certainly hope so. So, hey, corn, uh, hey, get in touch. It's not just me, six at gmail.com. Or, uh, corn, send us in a voice message over at anchor.fm. Go to the Eric Bannon page. I did it this morning just to see what it's like. You literally, you, you go type in Eric Bannon, and it's right there in front of you. Message. And you record your message. Record whatever you want. I will play it on the show every night. I don't care what you want to talk about. It doesn't have to be what I'm talking about. I'm talking about I'm talking about whatever you want. Don't make it on the show. Just leave me a message. Um, I had a person who I was speaking to last night, not on the podcast. I took the night off last night. Um, but I had a very in-depth conversation with someone who touched on what you and I were talking about the last time we spoke. He said he would not leave a voice message because of his position. If someone were to recognize his voice, he could lose his job. Um, <laughs> okay. That's fact. And that ties right into what we were saying about the teacher who didn't bring up the fucking maniac in band for it because they might have lost their job for saying so. We're at that point now. So psychos and idiots and, and corn uh, rioters get away with whatever they want because people's Lives are everybody's one pay- paycheck away from being me, and they're so scared of speaking up and losing that next shift that they'll let this kind of bullshit go on because yeah. the feeling of self preservation is so high right now that no one will speak up against anything for fear that they're going to lose their job. So, where the hell is the freedom of speech that I'm talking about every night? Story in Canada, freedom of uh, thought, freedom of expression. And if you exercise that right, you may lose your job. Well, then that right no longer exists. That's right. Our constitution is null and void. Guess what that means, kids? That means your old Uncle Eric is taking over real fast. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I, I worked for a company once where uh, when I, I for, uh, for my birthday, I went golfing with my ex-wife. We went golfing for the day. And I posted my profile picture on Facebook, and it was me sitting on the golf cart with this very long, smoking a very big joint. My boss, who was friends with me on Facebook, pulls me aside. He's like, is that a picture of you smoking a joint? I'm like, yeah, why? He says, you can't do that. I said, why can't I? It's my profile. I can post whatever the fuck I want. He says, what if the owner of the company sees it? And I'm like, so what the fuck if he does? He goes, well, they have a strict drug policy. I said, yeah, they do in the States. There's no policy that exists in Canada. You can't do anything. I'm like, so what? If he wants to fire me because of what I do when I'm not at work, that's on him. That's not my problem. Because I can get a fucking job anywhere. When I, when I complain, well, I mean, I can't, obviously, because I'm working at a fucking grocery store. But when, like, when I complain about something, or when I rant about something, or if I post a picture about something, well, fuck it. When I did my rant about this, there's a friend of mine who's actually bugging me to move out to fucking Alberta to get a job with him to work on one of the oil things, whatever the 
fuck they do in there. They all say whatever it is. And he's always telling me, goes, all you gotta do is come here and pass a drug test. I'm like, no. Any company that has to dictate what I do when I'm not working, I'm not working for them. Because at what point does this stop? Then what? I, now I'm not allowed to have a fucking drink? Now I'm not allowed to have a fucking, you know, I'm not allowed to watch fucking R-rated movies? What, what next? The last retail position I held was a, I was in line for a management position. I never actually got the title, but I was doing all the work. I was insanely successful. I had actually improved at the department uh, in a very short time. I was only with the company for a year and a half. Yep. Um, and two things got called into question, and they are, where are your priorities, companies, really? When does this corporate I I improved your company. I, I believe it was something stupid like 70% inefficiency. Yeah. And I ultimately lost my job because a little tiny manager got mad at me and uh, accused me of smelling like alcohol, which I didn't. Um, but that's, that's why I lost my job. I had had a six-pack of beer the night before. I had actually stopped drinking about 8 p.m. the next morning on time actually an hour early as I always was yep. um, and that's the only reason I was in a position to be with this particular manager who was jealous of the girl I was dating and made no uh, uh, qualms about telling me that on a daily basis and found an excuse to get rid of me now the thing is I had a beer with my dinner this wasn't even real beer this was fucking brava <laughs> I lost my job. Uh, 11 hours later, I showed up an hour early and did extra work with a guy. Helped him with his work, mind you, because it was an hour early and I had nothing to do. So I went and helped him with his job and he saw to it that I was fired for it. Uh, because I had a beer with dinner the night before. Who, 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 who are these fucking managers? Seriously. Now I'm going to be a dick to everybody I didn't like when I was on the floor. Well, mind you, that guy also had that fucking Napoleon complex because he's a little bastard. And uh, these people who sit in the offices and come up with these uh, guidelines for their employees, what about uh, good work? When, when, when does good work count for something? When does improving your freaking department by 70% count for something? Maybe I did some fucking beer. Who cares? I work in the back room and it's running better than it's ever run in the history of the fucking store. So if I'm going to smell like a beer, fuck you, your profits have increased because of me. Go, go count your money and leave me alone. Which, for the record, that company never recovered from that, by the way. Since you left. I've been told. Yes. Uh, I can say that from personal experience. <laughs> Uh, that's one thing I do love about the friends I make is they uh, always like to tell me <laughs> how bad things are when I'm not there. And that's one of my favorite things about when I, <laughs> I've lost a lot of jobs, <laughs> to be honest, uh, and not always be unfairly. But uh, my coworkers always feel the bad it is since I've that's very sweet. Thank you for that. It um, is a nice thing, isn't it? I have to admit, I guess the same thing. It's really nice. I, I, I hope all my lovely podcast listeners will do that when I get tried for treason tomorrow. <laughs> uh, for, 
refused to take up arms against the government. Um, luckily, Justin Trudeau went that. Uh, oh, Justin Trudeau went hide and cower like the bitch that he is. Who are we kidding? I can see this being the first thing he finally pulls the trigger on is fucking getting me for treason. <laughs> he probably doesn't even know what the fuck treason means. I mean, he's committed treason for Christ's sakes. That's true. Little bastard that he is. Uh, um, I want to go. Okay, we went uh, way deep into that. We're an hour into the show already, and I am not going to let this podcast end tonight without mentioning uh, two subjects. But I'm going to save the last one for the end because I got a funny feeling it's going to get heated again. But I swear to God, kids, this is just true. Uh, Gordon, I can't make this stuff up. Health Canada is releasing a series of PSAs to remind the general public that you cannot wash condoms and reuse them. (laughs) This is actually an issue in our country. People are washing condoms and reusing them and then shocked and amazed that they're not effective. (laughs) This is... This is bad enough in our country that Health Canada has to do a series of public service announcements. Are you kidding me? Are we that dumb? The the people who are having sex right now today are the people who are going to be taking care of me when I'm told to take care of myself. And if they're washing condoms and reusing them, I'm frightened. I I really hope they legalize assisted suicide. I mean, come on, if you're, if you're someone doing this, one of your children must be old enough to set you straight. Hopefully. But I'm starting to doubt it. Did you know that? Did you know that almost one in four, almost, not quite, but almost one in four Americans actually still believe that the sun orbits around the Earth? Sure. I, that doesn't surprise me at all. There's a whole. But that's not even. Flat, that's not necessarily uh, from flat Earth specifically. That's from just complete and utter lack of no. That's not from falling any other movement. Like these are the, a lot of these people would sit there and say flat Earth is fucking stupid because we know the Earth is round, but they still think that the Earth is the center of our solar system and we're the center of the universe. Yeah. You know, like this is how stupid the world's become. These are the people that need the warning on their hair dryer that says do not use in shower. And these are the people that shouldn't be following that rule. They should be actually just trying it. Please do. That's, in my opinion, it's natural selection. Hey, it's only That's natural. Right. You know, the, if, I give you, if I put a blanket around your neck and tell you you can fly off your roof and you do it, it's natural selection. That's it's right. Natural. You wouldn't survive anything anyway, so who cares what the reason was that did it? This is, uh, I'm sorry, but I, I know I went off on an earlier and you didn't get to hear the whole thing, but Gordon, please go back and listen to it. Uh, it's a complete indictment of our school system. I, I, and, and it's just gotten worse. It's fine. It's fine. We didn't even learn anything worthwhile in school. Um, it, it was uh, 13 years of, of learning the discipline that you have to get up every day and go somewhere you don't want to go. 
But as adults, guess what? I didn't need that 13 years of conditioning because I don't go to work because I'm disciplined. I go to work to get a freaking paycheck every day. And I didn't need 13 years to figure out that I need money. No, that's why I dropped out of school was to make money, not to sit in school anymore. Math is roughly, what, what does that translate to? Something, somewhere between three and 4,000 hours of my life were devoted to going to a building and learning fucking nothing useful unless I plan on being a teacher and regurgitating and again to the next generation. And now, but at least when I was in school, you got bullied, you got told you were bad, and you got Fs. I failed the eighth grade. Um, they put me back up because I was smart. Um, but anyway, kids don't fail so hard. You don't learn if you don't fail. I'm sorry. Guess what? No, you suck. You can't play basketball. You're sure <laughs> that. You need to learn failure before you're an adult and you can't deal with the crushing defeat of something. And these are the people who come back and shoot up their job sites. They're the people who never got told. Sometimes life sucks. You have to learn how to deal with this. No, nobody's learning that you have to deal with rejection and disappointment. No, we're all perfect. We're all team players. You need for participation. Well, guess what? Participation in real life gets you fucking right. Somebody will steal your participation and take the credit for it, and you get nothing, and they get all the glory. Exactly. And how do you deal with that? You show up at work with a shotgun and a mood ring and make sure the first person who makes fun of your sweater, you shoot up the whole floor. And then we go, oh, what made him do it? Oh, it was mental. What is what's the what's the fucking term? They're 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 mentally un, unstable. They're, they're you know they're emotionally distraught. No, they're not. They're pussies and they can't deal with reality. Exactly. You gotta take a dodgeball with the pedals once in a while. You ha- you know you have to get a punch in the nose. The pretty girl has to tell you she doesn't like you. You have to not get picked for a team. It's what makes you an adult. Do you want to know what's amazing to me? I don't think I've ever met a woman that has not been sexually assaulted in some way, shape, or form ever before. Every single woman I've ever met or have been involved with, every one of them, they have had somebody in their life that sexually assaulted them. But you know what? When was the last time you heard a fucking girl walk into a school and shoot somebody? It doesn't happen. You want to know why? Because they know how to deal with shit. Because they deal with us guys. Now, what do us guys get? Exactly. We're not allowed to be men anymore. We're supposed to be more feminine because being a man is bad and it's, it's, it's a terrible thing. So we're not allowed to do that. Well, now that we're not supposed to be more in control of our feelings, well, guys aren't men designed to be in control of their feelings and to that far extent because what happens? We react. We're reactionary. Sure. And that's how they, that's why people tricked us. That's, that's, how, I'm sorry, everybody knows what side of the fence I'm on on this argument, but uh, uh, how, how did we make gay? We spread the message that, oh, if you hate us, it's because you're one of us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the straightest dudes on the planet went, well, no, I'm not, so I don't hate gays. Gays are okay with me. I'm not one of them. And, and now it's become, that's just it. It's just, Good now. Yeah, you do that. That's what it's it, it, uh, who I am in this conversation, so you know where I'm coming from here, but we we tricked that. We got and that's what people are doing now. We're just manipulating people into 
but we're going in the wrong direction with it. And uh, what I'm saying is it's so easy to do it, and yet we're using it to convince people to go buy shit they don't need. That's, that's the only goal. We have something like the internet. Oh, my God, what an amazing, beautiful thing that our race came up with. And what do we use it for? If you call the porn off the internet right now, there'd be one website left. It would be bringbacktheporn.com. <laughs> this is what we're about, the most magnificent invention our race has come up with so, since the printing press, since antiseptics, which everybody, antiseptics, obviously. Uh, I want to change the world, and I wish yeah, that's just goes without saying. Is antiseptics in the printing press? That's indisputable. Mm. Uh, that is my guess. Yes. The next one is the internet, and uh, we've squandered it and made it into this useless. Where's that at Wayfair? Wayfair, you get what you need. I need some fucking sanity back in my planet. What a, what a novel idea. I, I don't get it. I don't get why we're just spiraling like this. Why we're, we're trying, a large portion of the society, society are trying to debunk people like Elon Musk and celebrate people like Donald oh. Trump. What the fuck have we become? Where we're actively trying to shut down Elon Musk in exchange for Mark Zuckerberg, who, by the way, I installed your fucking messenger on my phone against my better wishes, and for two days I've had nothing but goddamn problems. My battery is dying. It took over my, my regular text messages. I can't even do that anymore. It just took them over like a fucking virus. There is a way to get around it, but it is very fucking frustrating. No, I'm getting right back to fuck off my phone. I, I thought... All you people, I said, I'm not going with Facebook. I don't want anything to do with Facebook on my phone. And everyone tricked me into getting it. And now, I, I, you know what, Mark Zuckerberg, you can fucking blow me. First time I see you, you're getting the biggest shot in the pills. And I swear to God. And if that's, if that's uttering threats, I'm sorry I did it. But guess what? I'm not criminally no. responsible. I'm, I'm mentally unstable. I will go sit with Vince And uh, we'll have a big tea party in Winnipeg and laugh about how we're not criminally yeah, responsible. Absolutely. That's the world we live in now. Where a person like Vince Lee is walking free. And Greyhound is out of business because of this fucking maniac. And and he's walking free. Yeah. And he's laughing at us. He's, he, he was eating a man's eyeball when the police got on the bus. <laughs> why is this man free? He's free. Which, why is he free? No, I, I don't care about your rights. You've lost your right as a human. That's it. You're, 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 if you're not criminally responsible, that's fine. But if you're mentally incapacitated like that, then you've lost the ability to be a human. And we have to exterminate Absolutely. You. It's that simple. Absolutely. You're chopping your head with a army knife on a bus, and you're, if you're so mental that you don't know that's wrong, then you're too mental to be alive in our society. You should not be a part of our society. Absolutely. I'm sorry. If you're not criminally responsible, then you're not mentally capable of being part of my race. That's the bottom line. I'm sick of uh, coddling these people. 
it's absolutely effing ridiculous. I, I have a friend, I'm not going to name him, but he went to jail for 10 years because a man broke into his house and tried to kill him and he shot that man. Yes. And he went to jail for 10 years. I Vince fucking walking free and laughing at us. And I can't take a bus to kill my mother. So when I, when I took judo as a kid, our, my judo teacher told us a story of one of his two-degree, second- or third-degree black belt uh, female students. Uh, fantastic woman. She was really good at what she did. She was great at the discipline. She was leaving work in the underground parking garage, and a guy came out of nowhere, grabbed her, threw her on the hood of her car, and tried to rape her. She defended herself. She kept telling him, no, get the fuck off me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. He kept advancing on her. She pushed him away. He came back. She kicked him in the chest. She was wearing stiletto heels. Her stiletto pierced his breastplate, and she killed him instantly. She got charged and went to jail for self-defense. And the reason for that, she didn't say to him, I am a third-degree belt black belt. Why do we have to say something like that? You attack me. I have every right to defend myself to the fullest extent I'm allowed to. Yeah, it's the same. It goes back to the point you're taught when you're 12 fucking years old that you don't yell rape in an alley, you yell fire. People respond to fire. That's right. Nobody responds to rape. Uh, that ties into what you were saying earlier about how why women are better than us. Because uh, <laughs> that's what they have to deal with. You can't tell someone you're raped. You, you tell them there's a fire and they'll come running. But a woman being raped. And, uh, this is our society. This is what I'm trying to get to, people. These are the people that we are taking our instruction from. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm sorry, I didn't get on board the last time Gord swore because I don't very often, but you want me to? This is it. This is my rant. It's what the fuck is happening to our society? We've hit a we've we've hit a wall of stupidity, no education, and no blame. And that's what it's all about. It's going beyond where I got shit because I ranted on this show about how I got treated at Metro Town because you know what? I was a victim of fucking racism. Flat out. And I made it funny on the show. I didn't actually use the R word on the show. I made it cute. I made a joke out of it. But I was a victim of fucking racism. And guess what? I ain't shit for, the te- for telling that story because I'm the racist for calling it. No, fuck you. You're the racist. You bitched and complained about us being racist, and then you took over our fucking country and did it to me. Yep. And so, no, I'm, and I'm still the asshole. <laughs> what? No, you're doing it to me, the same thing you've been fighting against for 50 years, but now you're in the position of power, so you get to do it. It's the same as the retail manager. It's the same as the fucking bricklayers who drove me to insanity. Operates. Nobody's saying anything. Nobody's doing anything. But guess what? I don't have a job to lose. I don't have a house to lose. I don't know if you got the, the uh, message I sent you the other night, Gord. Uh, it was, you can look at it from a very tongue in cheek point of view, or you can look at it from a crazy ass fucking way. You guys see someone who has nothing? I'm someone who has nothing to lose. That's the person you should be most afraid of. I will speak up for you. Um, I, the message is on the allpossiblethings.wordpress.com and yeah, I'm plugging it because it's going to be a big deal soon. Absolutely. And the message is, and the message is in uh, on the blog as well as the website itself. You guys see a guy who has nothing. I see a guy who has nothing to worry about. Yeah. You guys see a guy who has 
no one waiting for him at home? I see a guy who has no one holding him back. <laughs> you see a guy who has no direction? I see a guy who is free to go wherever the fuck he wants. That's right. Absolutely. Actually, I'm a guy who has nothing but possibilities. <laughs> so, in the, hang on a second. Let me cut you off for a second. In the spirit, in the spirit of everything here, so... We normally have a lot of really good times talking about a lot of funny shit. We've hit some pretty rough points today. What I would like to do is I would like to take a man, take a pause. I would like to collect ourselves, and I would like to try to change this a little bit and see if we can end this on a funnier note or a, high, or a happier note. Okay. I fully agree. Because if I have to go to bed in this fucking mood, I am not going to have a good fucking day tomorrow. <laughs> You know what? On that note, um, I'm actually going to cut us off and I will get back to you in a few minutes. I'm going to see if I can get a song on here that might cheer us up. Perfect. I don't know if it's going to work, but I also want to take a smoke break and I might lose the connection if I do that anyway. So let's just, everybody, we're going to take Gord's advice and you guys won't notice. All you do is, uh, actually, we're on Anchor tonight, not Speaker, so there isn't even a break. Uh, Anchor puts all the segments together, so uh, you won't even notice we're gone. So we're going to be gone for five minutes. Right. <laughs> all right. I, uh, I did, since we're going to be gone, and I believe I can edit this, I found a site. It's called Alitu. It's called what? It, didn't I? And it's a digital podcast editor. It puts the episode together for you. It sounds fantastic. Uh, I don't know how it does it, but it, it sounds really nice and crisp and professional. And you can edit your clips all you want and then put them on. And then you just hit a button and it makes an episode. Nice. That sounds fantastic. I tried it. I didn't repost the episode anywhere, um, but I could just to show you what it sounds like. It's so much better. Um, so I'm I'm going to try to use it. Now, I've had trouble with it, um, but I think that's just a bad Wi-Fi connection or something. Okay. So I have to try it, but uh, it seems pretty cool. I could be exactly what I'm looking for for the editing thing. The only thing is... I don't know if we can record on Anchor and then transfer it to that and transfer it back. So we have to find another way to record together. Okay. We can figure it out. We've made it this far. And then when I edit it all together with, on this site, it, Anchor is one of the ones it automatically publishes to. Oh, cool. Okay. That's awesome. Um, Anchor, WordPress, uh, Podbean, and Libsyn. It goes to automatically. Uh, it doesn't yeah. do Spreaker. It says they're working on Spreaker. So, great. Um, Even better. And it's not, a, it's not a podcast host, so they're not taking over for Anchor from us. Um, it's just an editor. So, very cool. I, I stumbled across it um, via the, uh, the podcast academy that I've joined. Cool. I look forward uh, to checking that one out. It's a giant website academy. The website's been around for 11 years, and it's basically podcasting school. Um, it's $200 a year. They haven't figured out that my credit card is going to be declined huge uh, after the seven-day trial. 
Uh, but um, yeah, basically, if I'm going by what the ass backwards from the very first minute. Well, I don't look for any new platform that's going to work with us. Yeah, this, these guys. I, I get into their uh, virtual, uh, like online help. So I've had to contact them directly, cool. and they've always right answered my questions. So uh, very neat. And they are helping me with uh, equipment and monetizing. And I basically just told them, hey, why, why don't you just listen to the show, see if you like it, and give me some equipment. And they <laughs> so we'll see what they yet. say about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I'm not, I'm not going to wait by the door for it. But um, I, Okay, I did want to try to post this song, though, if you're still going to be up for cool. a minute. Yeah, I want to see if I can get this going, because it'll cheer you up. All right, brother. So, I'll, welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, it was a nice break. We had to there. Um, I won't get to hear that song. I'm going to, I have to wait. I can delete it, but they won't hear it till then. Um, I don't understand where it goes. When I transferred, it's speeding up like that. I'm not sure what's causing that. Yeah, it's weird. It was doing some weird, like, echo thing, and, yeah, it's very, very strange. That's when I transferred it from my new uh, recording program I've been testing out, um, which makes it ridiculously easy to put things online. That's why I started using it, so that I could share music with you. But it's doing that. It didn't do that with the other songs that I, that yeah. I posted uh, earlier in the week. I don't know what I've changed to make it do that. I'll, I'll have to look. Did you happen to hear any of the ones I sent you? Uh, actually, no. I didn't even get the chance. Uh, I got mad rush the second I got home. I've been mad running around since the second I got home, so I didn't get the chance. They don't have the weird echo thing, but uh, they are sped up. And it's really annoying because one of them is a very amazing song uh, uh, for Jason called I Hate the World Without You. And... Um, it's a really nice, really pretty, one of the probably the prettiest things I've ever written. Oh. And it's sped up. It's, it's really silly. Uh, but I sent it to you to get your critique on it. Um, anyway, public, you have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, it's the new Lucky Fortune album coming out. I'm asking Gord to uh, help me uh, produce the songs. And um, they sound like crap right now. I've done something horribly wrong to them. Uh, so I'm not going to let you people get them. Although there's three that are still up online if you want to look for them. Uh, I, I you didn't. <laughs> anyway, that, the, the one good that I wanted you to listen to over the break there—that's called "Isn't She Lovely." I enjoyed that. I thought that was—it was again bad recording and, sound, but uh, it was—I uh, I, like the lyrics. Pretty funny. I, I'm a particularly fond of the line: "The bitch does crazy like it's a form of art." <laughs> You gotta admit, man, some of the crazy shit that can that, that women can do can can be definitely definitely considered art. Oh, absolutely! Uh, they are they are definitely evil geniuses. I, I, um, but yeah, I just it's obviously a tongue in cheek song. I am I just I really like the tune, and I couldn't think of anything better. And I came up with that chorus line just to go with the riff that I've written, <laughs> and uh, that I'm not. Uh, and it just came out. It was actually a completely different song about a guy chasing me, and then it 
uh, went off under that. You know, I, I talked to the ex, and that oh, this is inspiring. I found it. I still found it quite enjoyable. I just wish it would be a clear, cleaner uh, recording. Yeah, it will be when it comes out. Um, if you look at the last episode, there's there's a funny, rough little album cover I put up with it. Yes, I saw I saw that uh, picture. I think I might go with. And tentative name for the album: Post Grunge Poster Boy, which I quite. That's enjoy. a good one. I like that. Uh, so yeah, I hope you came. I definitely did. Um, I was able to definitely calm I down myself. <laughs> That's good. I don't, I'm just going through my notes. I super funny to touch on, uh, and I, I just can't. I, I'm very uncreative right now. I so have. I can share a funny do. story if you like. Um. Please do, because I got nothing. So, um, my girlfriend and I decided to go camping uh, very last minute. And, um, Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, you're uh, back now, yeah. Perfect. Um, you're back. So, yes, my girlfriend and I, on the, on the weekend, uh, decided to go camping last minute for a night. And uh, so we get up there, had a good time. Got uh, bought a nice new tent. Uh, got everything all sort of set up, and uh, we're sitting there late at night. We have the campfire going. We we're deciding about breakfast. I brought up my campfire and a bunch of seasonings and oil and stuff. And uh, we were deciding on if we we're going to actually get up early enough to start a fire, wait for the coals to burn down, and then actually make breakfast. And I'm like, well, that's just going to take too long. So we said, well, let's make dinner now, or let's make breakfast now. So it's like. Night. So we're like, all right, let's make breakfast. So we start cooking. We had sausages, hash browns, and eggs. So we start cooking, and we realize as we're cooking that we brought no utensils and no plates. Perfect. Because we're laughing about it. I'm like, all right, well, this is funny. So we'll figure it out. So we served up the uh, we uh, the hash browns and the sausages, which turned out. Decently enough, <laughs> and um, we served them up on the uh, on the, the back side of the of, of the egg carton. So we're eating it very, very hobo style. It's kind of kind of funny. The funniest part of it was section of the making the eggs because I've never cooked eggs in cast iron before, and my God, especially on an open fire, my God, does it ever cook quickly? <laughs> Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. Even I, uh, All of a sudden, we get like five eggs into this. We have six eggs. She, she gets five eggs cracked. We're scrambling like, like a mad dog trying to get them scrambled fast enough. By the time she's cracked, not working well for us. But we get the eggs pretty much. And all of a sudden, we realized we have nothing to serve these eggs with because we fit an egg. Oh, no. So. <laughs> As you get camping, you just look at what's available. So we ended up finding a piece of cardboard that we had from one of the things we picked up. I just had to rip that up out of the corners and very, very quickly try to stir these eggs up. And then we also realized I have nothing to use to pick up the cast iron out of the fire so it doesn't melt it. <laughs> After all this experience, we ended up um, we ended up figuring that we just basically used uh, the piece of 
Uh, another interesting cardboard, and I uh, was able to pull the thing out of the fire. But we had a we had a really great time. We had a tremendous laugh. I actually to whittle out a stork out of a piece of wood. Um, trying to in my old uh, Boy Scout days, and yeah, it just did not work. It ended up in the fire because I. <laughs> so, yeah, my whittling needs work. Uh, yeah, we, did you happen to have a, a styrofoam or a, or a plastic cup with you? <laughs> we had no cups. If you, if you, I, sorry, you're breaking up on me a little bit here. Oh, okay. how's it now? That's much better. Um, yeah, because I found if you take a styrofoam or a plastic cup and divide it into quarters, it makes pretty decent makeshift spoons. Oh, that would make perfect sense. Yeah, we had That's we did a run to the store and picked up like a couple of like just like some drinks. We got some drinks. Uh we missed we missed the liquor stores. We had no alcohol. Um That's the one thing that can ever happen on a camping trip. I've been there a, a couple of times in my life. <laughs> well the one thing I will say though is that for the first time ever that I've ever camping being any form of an adult. Um, first time I ever did it, the whole sleeping experience over, and we actually had a fucking blast. So I was pretty happy with the whole thing. That's cool to hear. I, uh, camping, uh, sorry, couples camping, I find in my experience, either goes one way or the other. It either turns out to be just a memory you're going to cherish for the rest of your life, or it's a complete fucking dumpster fire. And you go home and swear to never do it again. Um, and that's if you're alone. I'm not saying with other couples because then you can always blame them. But when it's just the two of you out in the woods alone together, uh, those, it's one yeah, we we're lucky that uh, we work very very well together, and uh, we we had a blast. We had so much fun. Um, we actually had a guy walking by that was actually like like marveling about how much we were just killing ourselves laughing as we're sitting there making uh, drinking our. We were calling it wine, but it was literally just Welch's grape juice with uh, ginger ale. Um, <laughs> it's, all we get, it's all we could muster up. <laughs> but it tastes like wine. I just want to say, uh, because I think I may be single. Um, I'm not 100% sure at the moment, but uh, I, I believe I am now. Um, <laughs> and uh, ladies, uh, ladies out there, uh, I want to work well with one of you like Gord does with his lovely uh, better half. And uh, here's the thing. When you come up to me and you're super flirty and uh, you say you're married at the beginning, yeah, that'd be nice. don't wait until halfway through the day to let me know, oh, I have to go home. My husband's waiting for me. Are you? Come That's on. so not. Yes, I'm talking to someone specific. I'm not going to name her, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> Whose husband probably isn't listening to this show. I know she isn't. Uh, so I can, I'm, Wendy, that was, I, I, yeah, you had me at hello, and, and then, and then you, you build me up, Buttercup, just to let me down, baby. I, I, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm going to say I'm going to hurt. Um, just, just wanted to throw that out there. I was picturing camping trips for me and Wendy. Maybe I maybe a couple's camping trip out in Ontario. It was lovely camping in Ontario, Wendy. And uh, Gordon and his lovely lady could have... Oh, it was very lovely camping. And, uh, I no, mean, there's no mountains and oceans, but 
uh, we got we got more takes than anybody, so it's yeah, it's, it's awesome. You didn't tell me you were married until uh, actually not even the end of our uh, wonderful time together. It was the the days uh, uh, almost three days later that I find out this. She tells me, oh, she's oh, I'm hanging out with my husband today. Well, where was he? We were supposed to write music together, Wendy. Wendy, Wendy. I'm I'm upset with Wendy, and she is a very flighty, artsy type. You know that? Like she's she's like the typical arty girl in in all the movies. Who, uh, you know, she's probably played by uh, Sarah Jessica Parker or, or Cameron Diaz, or, or you know, um, no. she's not. She doesn't remember the name of the show. That's why I don't I don't feel bad saying it. Because <laughs> um, there's no way she listened long enough to remember it. Uh, but she was a fantastic musician, and uh, she did that What If God Was One Of Us songs with an acoustic guitar, and uh, it made it sound good. So, but she just doesn't have to be honest. Terrible. Um, yeah, so that, that's my, my couple story. Um, I do have a girlfriend who I, I, I think I have a girlfriend um, or thought I had a girlfriend before. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, I've talked about her on the show uh, since, the, since the beginning of the podcast uh, because she was around long before I started the podcast. And uh, I believe she may not be. Um, so, guys, let me give you a little tip here. And uh, I'm, I'm just trying to help, fellas. Um, when a girl's mad at you for not calling, uh, drawing a line in the sand and not calling until she does, uh, then not effective. No, no. I'm losing no. the battle. Because my point was, well, hey, my phone hasn't been blowing up with messages from you either. Uh, <laughs> which isn't a text message uh, that I sent her. She sent me a text. I haven't heard from you. I said, well, yeah, my phone hasn't been blowing up either. And I thought that would encourage her to call me. And no, we are at this uh, attrition now. I believe we are day... Uh, well, I don't know. I think it's about day 11 since we've called each other. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not helping. This is actually what you're at right now. It's called the power struggle. It is. Yes, indeed. If you break first, then she owns all the cards. If she breaks first, then technically she owns all the cards. to uh, the book High Fidelity is basically my Bible uh, and the John Cusack movie is very, very good. Uh, incredibly well done. The only difference between book and movie, I swear to God, is the slang because it's a British book. Uh, so the slang is different. Other than that, word for word, spot on. Perfect. Um, <laughs> but there's a great line delivered in it where he's talking about his all-time worst breakups ever. And he yells out the window, if you wanted to hurt me, you should have got to me sooner. <laughs> you don't even make the top five. You might eke into the top ten. 
Um, and yeah, that's the thing. I, if you're trying to win a battle with me, uh, I need one long, long ago. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm a callus. I'm, I'm, I'm a callus on a fingertip. I've been built up and over the years to be this hard, so the strings no longer hurt me. Um, that's a that's a very specific uh, metaphor there. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah uh so uh guys if if you want to keep the girl a uh, maybe call her i i'm now learning that they like that it's actually it's called very simply let her know that she's wanted not needed needed is a very different so you don't want to become needed well, I did that to an extreme degree. Well, yeah, because you can't go too far. Otherwise, you become whipped, and then you, you look too desperate. You just have to let them know that you're there for them, that you are willing to make the effort. And at that point, then you can leave it to the ball in their court, because you don't want to be the guy that keeps hounding them with them and responding back. And also, my we're, we're not kids here. We're, we're 40, and she is 36, I think. Um, and uh, guess what? I got some things going on. I don't know if you guys have been following the story, but if I don't call every five minutes, I'm sorry, Buttercup, but uh, there's a lot happening. I'll call you after I have yeah. uh, a home to call from. Um, <laughs> But I'm not uh, being accused of being a police officer in the worst neighborhood in the Western Hemisphere and chased by black men on bikes trying to murder me. I'll try to sneak in a phone call from the dumpster I'm hiding in. <laughs> hey, babe, just letting you know I love you and I'm about to get stabbed. Hey, you hear, hey, you hear that? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the knife going into my spleen. I love you too. I can't call you every five minutes. It's a weird world. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You know what I think would work? I actually think that there is a solution. If you want to find the perfect woman, if you want to find, if you want to be in like that perfect sort of relationship, I do believe there is only one true way to do it. You build the relationship with a person over the phone. Well, yeah, uh, see, Ms. over the phone, you can base friendship and you can base everything off of honesty through friendship and when you have that core yeah, cease. everything else can that, that's what we did have that was the magic of it um because she lives in the other vancouver which is, which is five hours from this vancouver so and uh we only uh we never saw well we saw each other once and that was it um never saw each other in person again so always been over the phone and been fantastic and I loved it. It was one of the best relationships I thought I was having um, until it just wasn't. Um, yes, but uh, it's quite <laughs> possible she's psycho. I had to deal with a lot in, in uh, uh, five months that, uh, you know, the stuff that's kind of two years into the relationship you should have to deal with kind of thing. Like, ladies, you thought that in the First of all, every uh, girl I know, every female I know, um, hangs out with all their ex-boyfriends, um, and that's really annoying. 
Uh, just to let you guys, ladies, if you don't know, that sucks. We don't like it. Uh, we put up with it, but we don't like it. Um, and uh, but don't spring it. Your weird relationship with your ex, uh, save that for down the road. That's not a first date conversation. Um, oh, no. And then when your ex inevitably tries to sabotage your life, because that's the only reason they're friends with you. They don't want to be your friend. They want to continue to ruin your life because you broke up with them. That's why the dudes are still hanging out with you. They're, they're just waiting for their chance. Um, just like that's absolutely um, right. Your your lovely ex who was so good to you until he stole your car and almost ruined your job. And uh, that's what he was planning the whole time. I told you this. Uh, listen to the new boyfriend. He knows because he's been the ex boyfriend uh, before he met you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, it's, it's a lesson that I had to learn as well, like, you know, being friends with exes, on the rare occasion, it could be fine, but it's a very, 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 very rare occasion, and uh, it usually still never works out well at all, and I get this is because my girlfriend and I, we once dated 23 years ago. For, you know, for about a year um, when we first met and again even back then because neither of us had a car or license so we never uh, we couldn't try to see each other we were taken away from each other we don't have public transit that you know, BC has so we couldn't just like hop on a bus to see each other um, so we were basically on the phone but um, yeah, like, we dated for a while things didn't work out throughout the years um, no matter who we were with us talking was always detrimental to every relationship, either with friend or friend. <laughs> always. See, I have... so it just made sense that we had to end up getting back together again because we worked so well together. Even, you know, he, uh, you know even has made the comment when he heard us over, over the phone talking one time. He's like, well, how come you don't talk to me like you talk to him? It's like, well, I have a friend named Jennifer. We've been friends for more years than I like to admit. Um, she's a beautiful girl. I, uh, the ship sailed a long time ago, and she figured out she was a lesbian, married another lovely lady, and they're a lovely lesbian couple. And I got that same fight um years ago now with my daughter's mother who well you don't talk to me the way you talk to her well no i've known her since the 11th grade we have a connection that you and i don't yet have girl i've been with for a month yeah give us time we will have that same connection but it's not there yet and by the way girls you can't have 15 boyfriends who you hang out with and and tweet and fucking Instagram and whatever you do and then get mad because I have one girlfriend from high school that I still talk to who is I never dated. She's just my friend who happens to be female. Um, sorry. Yeah. Stop having it both ways. It's weird. Um, you know a girl who I dated. Hypocrisy. You know a girl who I dated who had a very... Uh, strange relationship with her ex-boyfriend, which was ultimately pretty much the downfall. Uh, do you know the number for one? Uh, I'm kind of in the middle of a podcast right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I might have a number for one. Uh, Who's that? Oh, shit. Uh, I 
I just had a guy come up and just asked uh, once if I can call a cab. Um, let me uh, let me put you on. What's that? I just lost my. Give me a minute. Okay? Did you hear me, Gordon? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, it was a nice break. We had to there. Um, I won't get to hear that song. I'm gonna. I, I have to wait. I can delete it, but they won't hear it till then. Um, I don't understand where it goes. When I transferred, it's speeding up like that. I'm not sure what's causing that. Yeah, it's weird. It was doing some weird, like, echo thing, and, yeah, it's very, very strange. That's when I transferred it from my new uh, recording program I've been testing out, um, which makes it ridiculously easy to put things online. That's why I started using it, so that I could share music with you. But it's doing that. It didn't do that with the other songs that I, that yeah. I posted uh, earlier in the week. I don't know what I've changed to make it do that. I'll, I'll have to look. Did you happen to hear any of the ones I sent you? Uh, actually, no. I didn't even get the chance. Uh, I got mad rush the second I got home. I've been mad running around since the second I got home, so I didn't get the chance. They don't have the weird echo thing, but uh, they are sped up. And it's really annoying because one of them is a very amazing song uh, uh, for Jason called I Hate the World Without You. And... Um, it's a really nice, really pretty, one of the probably the prettiest things I've ever written. Oh. And it's sped up. It's, it's really silly. Uh, but I sent it to you to get your critique on it. Um, anyway, public, you have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, it's the new Rocky Fortune album coming out. I'm asking Gord to uh, help me uh, produce the songs. And um, they sound like crap right now. I've done something horribly wrong to them. Uh, so I'm not going to let you people get them. Although there's three that are still up online if you want to look for them. Uh, I, I you didn't. <laughs> anyway, that, the, the one good that I wanted you to listen to over the break there—that's called "Isn't She Lovely." I enjoyed that. I thought that was—it was again bad recording and, sound, but uh, it was uh, I, I like the lyrics. Pretty funny. I, I'm particularly fond of the line: "The bitch does crazy like it's a form of art." <laughs> You gotta admit, man, some of the crazy shit that can that, that women can do can can be definitely definitely considered art. Oh, absolutely! Uh, they are they are definitely evil geniuses. I, I, um, but yeah, I just it's obviously a tongue-in-cheek song. I am I just I really like the tune, and I couldn't think of anything better. And I came up with that chorus line just to go with the riff that I've written, <laughs> and uh, that I'm not. Uh, and it just came out. It was actually a completely different song about a guy chasing me, and then it uh, went off under the. You know, I, I talked to the ex, and that oh, this is inspiring. I found it. I still found it quite enjoyable. I just wish it would be a clear, cleaner uh, recording. Yeah, it will be when it comes out. Um, if you look at the last episode, there's there's a funny rough little album cover I put up with it. Yes, I saw I saw that uh, picture. I think I might go with. And tentative name for the album, Post Grunge Poster Boy, which I quite That's enjoy. a good one. I like that. Uh, so, yeah, I hope you came. I definitely did. Um, I was able to definitely calm I down myself. Have anything... <laughs> That's good. I I'm just going through my notes. I... Super funny. 
to touch on. Uh, and I, I just can't. I, I'm very uncreative right now. I so have. I can share a funny story if you like. Um. Please do, because I got nothing. So, um, my girlfriend and I decided to go camping uh, very last minute. And, um, yeah, can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, you're uh, back now, yeah. Perfect. Um, so, yes, my girlfriend and I on the, on the weekend uh, decided to go camping last minute for a night. And uh, so we get up there, had a good time. Got uh, bought a nice new tent. Uh, got everything all sort of set up, and uh, we're sitting late at night. We got the campfire going. We were deciding about breakfast. I brought up my campfire and a bunch of seasonings and oil and stuff. And uh, we were deciding on if we we're going to actually get up early enough to start a fire, wait for the coals to burn down, and then actually make breakfast. And I'm like, well, that's just going to take too long. So we said, well, let's make dinner now, or let's make breakfast now. So it was like midnight. So we're like, all right, let's make breakfast. So we start cooking. We had sausages, hash browns, and eggs. So we start cooking, and we realized as we're cooking that we brought no utensils and no plates. Because we're laughing about it. I'm like, all right, well, this is funny. So we'll figure it out. We served up the... uh, the hash browns and the sausages, which turned out decently enough, <laughs> and um, we served them up on the uh, on the the back side of the of, of the egg carton. So we're eating it very, very hobo style. Sure. It's kind of kind of funny. The funniest part of it was section of the making the eggs because I've never cooked eggs in cast iron before, and my God, especially on an open fire, my God, does it ever cook quickly? <laughs> Yes, yes, it does. So, Even I all of a sudden, we got like five eggs into this. We had six eggs. She, she gets five eggs cracked. We're scrambling like, like a mad dog trying to get them scrambled fast enough. By the time she's cracked, she's already all We're still not working well for us. But we get the eggs pretty much. And all of a sudden, we realized we have nothing to serve these eggs with because we fit an egg. Camping, you just look at what's available. So we ended up finding a piece of cardboard that we had from one of the things we picked up. I just had to rip that up all the corners and very, very quickly try to stir these eggs up. And then we also realized I have nothing to use to pick up the cast iron out of the fire so it doesn't melt it. After all this experience, we ended up um, we ended up figuring that we just basically used uh, the piece of cardboard, uh, another interesting cardboard, and uh, was able to pull the thing out of the fire. But we had a we had a really great time, we had a tremendous laugh. I actually had to whittle out a spork out of a piece of wood, um, trying to in my old uh, Boy Scout days, and yeah, it just did not work. It ended up in the fire because I. Did you happen to have a, a styrofoam or a or a plastic cup with you? <laughs> no cups. If you if you, I sorry, you're breaking up on me a little bit here. Oh, how's it now? That's much better. 
Um, yeah, because I found if you take a styrofoam or a plastic cup and divide it into quarters, it makes pretty decent makeshift spoons. Oh, that would make perfect sense. Yeah, we had That's we did a run to the store and picked up like a couple of like just like some drinks. We got some drinks. Uh, we missed we missed the liquor stores. We had no alcohol. Um, That's the one thing that can ever happen on a camping trip. I've been there a, a couple of times in my life. <laughs> well, the one thing I will say though is that for the first time ever that I've ever camping being any form of an adult. Um, first time I ever did the whole camping experience over, and we actually had a fucking blast. So I was pretty happy with the whole thing. That's cool to hear. I, uh, cample, ca- uh, sorry, couples camping, I find in my experience, either goes one way or the other. It either turns out to be just a memory you're going to cherish for the rest of your life, or it's a complete fucking dumpster fire. And you go home and swear to never do it again. Um, and that's if you're alone. I'm not saying with other couples, because then you can always blame them. But when it's just the two of you out in the woods alone together, uh, there's, it's one Yeah, we were lucky that uh, we work very, very well together. And uh, we, we had a blast. We had so much fun. Um, we actually had a guy walking by that was actually like, like marveling about how much we were just killing ourselves laughing as we're sitting there making and drinking our. We were calling it wine, but it was literally just Welch's grape juice with uh, ginger ale. Um, <laughs> that's, all we could, that's all we could muster up. <laughs> but it tastes like wine. <laughs> I just want to say, uh, because I think I may be single. Um, I'm not 100% sure at the moment, but uh, I, I believe I am now. Um, <laughs> and ladies, uh, ladies out there, uh, I want to work well with one of you like Gord does with his lovely uh, better half. And uh, here's the thing. When you come up to me and you're super flirty and uh, say you're married at the beginning, don't wait until halfway through the day to let me know, oh, I have to go home. My husband's waiting for me. Are you? That's so not. Yes, I'm talking to someone specific. I'm not going to name her, Wendy. (laughs) (laughs) Whose husband probably isn't listening to this show. I know she isn't. Uh, so I can, I'm, Wendy, that was, I, I, yeah, you had me at hello, and, and then, and then you, you build me up, Buttercup, just to let me down, baby. I, I, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm going to say I'm going to hurt. Um, just, just wanted to throw that out there. I was picturing camping trips for me and Wendy. Maybe I, maybe a couple's camping trip out in Ontario. It's lovely camping in Ontario, Wendy. And uh, Gordon and his lovely lady could have... Oh, it was very lovely camping. And, and I no, mean, there's no mountains and oceans, but uh, we, got, we got more lakes than anybody. So, it's yeah, it's, it's awesome. You didn't tell me you were married until... Uh, actually, not even the end of our uh, wonderful time together. It was the, the days, uh, uh, almost three days later that I find out this, she tells me, oh, she's, oh, I'm hanging out with my husband today. Well, where was he when we were supposed to write music together, Wendy? Wendy. Wendy. I'm, I'm upset with Wendy, and she is a very flighty, artsy type. You know, that, like, she's, she's like the typical arty girl in, in all the movies. Uh, you know, she's probably played by uh, Sarah Jessica Parker or, or Cameron Diaz or, or you know, um, she's not. She doesn't remember the name of the show. That's why I don't. I don't feel bad saying it. Because <laughs> um, there's no way she listened long enough to remember it. Uh, but she was a fantastic musician, and 
she did that What If God Was One Of Us songs with an acoustic guitar, and uh, it made it sound good. So, to be honest, terrible. Um, yeah, so that, that's my, my couple story. Um, I do have a girlfriend who I, I, I think I have a girlfriend, um, or thought I had a girlfriend before. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, I've talked about her on the show, uh, since the, since the beginning of the podcast, uh, because she was around long before I started the podcast. And uh, I believe she may not be. Um, so, guys, let me give you a little tip here. And uh, I'm, I'm just trying to help, fellas. Um, when a girl's mad at you for not calling, uh, drawing a line in the sand and not calling until she does, uh, they're not effective. No, <laughs> no. I'm losing the battle. Uh, because my point was, well, hey, my phone hasn't been blowing up with messages from you either. Uh, which is in a text message uh, that I sent her. She sent me a text. I haven't heard from you. I said, well, yeah, my phone hasn't been blowing up either. And I thought that would encourage her to call me. And no, we are at this uh, attrition. Now, I believe we are day... Uh, I don't know. I think it's about day 11 since we've called each other. <laughs> I It's probably not helping. So this is actually what you're at right now. It's called the power struggle. It is. Yes, indeed. If you break first, then she owns all the cards. If she breaks first, then technically she owns all the cards. movie is very very good uh incredibly well done the only difference between book and movie i swear to god is the slang because it's a british book uh so the slang is different other than that word for word spot on perfect um but there's a great line delivered in it where he's talking about his all-time worst breakups ever and he yells out the window if you wanted to hurt me you should have got to me sooner <laughs> you don't even make the top five. You might eke into the top ten. Um, and yeah, that's the thing. I, if you're trying to win a battle with me, uh, I need one long, long ago. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm a callus. I'm, I'm, I'm a callus on a fingertip. I've been built up and over the years to be this hard so the strings no longer hurt me um that's a that's a very specific uh, metaphor there sorry um <laughs> but uh yeah uh so uh guys if if you want to keep the girl a uh, maybe call her i i'm now learning that they're like that Here's actually, it's not just called, very simply, is let her know that she's wanted. Not needed. Needed is a very different thing. You don't want to become needed. You want her to know that she's wanted. 
Well, I did that to an extreme degree. Well, yeah, because you can't go too far. Otherwise, you become whipped, and then you, you look too desperate. You just have to let them know that you're there for them, that you are willing to make the effort. And at that point, then you can leave it and put the ball in their court because you don't want to be the guy that keeps hounding them, hounding them with them and responding back. We're, we're not kids here. We're, we're 40, and she is 36, I think. Um, and uh, guess what? I've got some things going on. I don't know if you guys have been following the story, but if I don't call every five minutes, I'm sorry, Buttercup, but uh, there's a lot happening. I'll call you after I have yeah. uh, a home to call from. Um <laughs> But I'm not uh, being accused of being a police officer in the worst neighborhood in the Western Hemisphere and chased by black men on bikes trying to murder me. I'll try to sneak in a phone call from the dumpster I'm hiding in. <laughs> hey, babe, just letting you know I love you and I'm about to get stabbed. Hey, you hear, hey, you hear that? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the knife going into my spleen. I love you too. I can't call you every five minutes. It's a weird world. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You know what I think would work? I actually think that there is a solution. If you want to find the perfect woman, if you want to find if you want to be in like that perfect sort of relationship, I do believe there is only one true way to do it. You build the relationship not in person, but over the phone. Well, yeah, uh, see, Ms. over the phone, you can base everything off of friendship. Can base everything off of honesty through friendship. When you have that core, that deceased, everything else can freeze. That, that's what we did have. That was the magic of it um, because she lives in the other Vancouver, which is, which is five hours from this Vancouver. So, and uh, we only, uh, we never saw, well, we saw each other once and that was it. Um, never saw each other in person again. So always been over the phone and been fantastic. And I loved it. It was one of the best relationships I thought I was having um, until it just wasn't. Um, yes, but uh, it's quite <laughs> possible she's psycho. I had to deal with a lot in, in uh, well, uh, five months that, uh, you know, the stuff that's kind of two years into the relationship you should have to deal with kind of thing. Like, ladies, you caught that in there. First of all, every uh, girl I know, every female I know, um, hangs out with all their ex-boyfriends, um, and that's really annoying. Uh, just to let you guys, ladies, if you don't know, that sucks. We don't like it. Uh, we put up with it, but we don't like it. Um, and uh, But don't spring it. Your weird relationship with your ex, uh, save that for down the road. That's not a first date conversation. Um, no, no. And when your ex inevitably tries to sabotage your life, because that's the only reason they're friends with you. They don't want to be your friend. They want to continue to ruin your life because you broke up with them. That's why the dudes are still hanging out with you. They're, they're just waiting for their chance. Um, just like That's absolutely um, so, right. Yeah, your, your lovely ex who was so good to you until he stole your car and almost ruined your job. And uh, that's what he was planning the whole time. I told you this. Um, listen to the new boyfriend. He knows because he's been the ex-boyfriend uh, before he met you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that's, it's, it's a lesson that I had to 
that as well. Like, you know, being friends with exes. On the rare occasion, it could be fine. But it's a very, 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 very rare occasion. And uh, it usually still never works out well at all. And I get this is because my girlfriend and I, we once dated 23 years ago. For, you know, for about a year um, when we first met and again even back then because neither of us had a car or a license so we never uh, we couldn't try to see each other we were taken away from each other we don't have public transit that you know, BC has so we couldn't just like hop on a bus to see each other um, so we were basically on the phone but um, yeah, like, we dated for a while things didn't work out throughout the years um, no matter who we were with us talking was always detrimental to that relationship, either with friend. <laughs> always. See, I have so it just made sense that we had to end up getting back together again because we worked so well together. Even, you know, he, uh, you know even has made the comment when he heard us over the phone talking one time. He's like, well, how come you don't talk to me like you talk to him? It's like, well, I have a friend named Jennifer. We've been friends for more years than I like to admit. Um, she's a beautiful girl. I, uh, the ship sailed a long time ago, and she figured out she was a lesbian, married another lovely lady, and they're a lovely lesbian couple. And I got that same fight um years ago now with my daughter's mother who well you don't talk to me the way you talk to her well no i've known her since the 11th grade we have a connection that you and i don't yet have girl i've been with for a month yeah give us time we will have that same connection but it's not there yet and by the way girls you can't have 15 boyfriends who you hang out with and and tweet and fucking Instagram and whatever you do and then get mad because I have one girlfriend from high school that I still talk to who is I never dated. She's just my friend who happens to be female. Um, sorry. Yeah. Stop that having it both ways. It's weird. Um, you know a girl who I dated. Hypocrisy. You know a girl who I dated who had a very... Uh, a strange relationship with her ex-boyfriend, which was ultimately pretty much the downfall. Uh, do you know the number for one? Uh, I'm kind of in the middle of a podcast right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I might have a number for one. Who's that? Oh, shit. I just had a guy come up and just asked uh, once if I can call a cab. Um, but he- let me uh let me put you on what what's that i just lost my okay give me a minute okay? did you hear me good and that was part one of a special two-part is it just me with eric and gord uh part two is episode 71 And that's coming up next.